0: Today, we continue in our Reckless Love series. We have come this far in the journey. We're in the fifth Sunday of the Lenten season, and we're starting to come around the corner to Palm Sunday, to Holy Week, and to Easter. Today, we focus on value the vulnerable. Value the vulnerable. I want to invite you to stand where you are and read with me the Gospel of Mark chapter 5. You can open your Bibles, you can open your electronic devices. I'm reading from the New International Version today, New Revised Standard Version today. And um, we're reading Mark 5, verse 1 through 20. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Garrisons. And when he had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart and the shackles he broke in pieces. And no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged Jesus earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there was on the hillside a great herd of swine that was feeding. And the unclean spirits begged him, send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The swine herds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what what it was that happened. They came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind. The very man who had the legion, and they were afraid those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it then they began to beg jesus to leave their neighborhood as he was getting into the boat the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him but jesus refused and said go home to your friends And tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship, here we are to bow down, here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. We gather in this place, oh God, expecting a word from you, expecting you to speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls, expecting the Holy Spirit to blow a fresh wind and a fresh fire into our hearts and our minds and our souls. Oh God, we are expecting you to renew us, restore us, transform us, and send us out again to be about your work. Take this, your servant, and hide her behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is seen and everything that is said comes straight from you, oh God. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. So today we continue our series and we're going to talk about what it means to value the vulnerable. But first we need to dwell into the text a little bit to understand what is going on here. You see, once we get to Mark chapter 5, Jesus has already been journeying to different neighborhoods. Jesus has been going from place to place, and crowds are starting to follow him, and crowds are starting to wonder, who is this man? At the end of Mark chapter 4, we learn that Jesus is asleep on a boat. And while he is asleep on that boat with the disciples, a storm comes up. And when the storm comes up, the boat begins to rock and rock and rock. And the disciples become afraid. So they go into the stern of the boat and they wake up Jesus. And Jesus wants to know why. Why did you wake me up? And and they say, because we're about to die of shit. And Jesus tells the waves, peace, be still. And the disciples who are Jesus' friends and followers, they want to know who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him. So when they get across to the other side of the sea, they come into a region called Gerasene, and unlike mo- all of the other places where Jesus has been before, Gerasene is a place filled with Gentiles, those who are not to be um, contaminate, those who are not to contaminate the Jews, the chosen people. But when Jesus gets to Gerasene, when he gets to the Gentile place. A demon-possessed man comes running off of a hillside, out of tombs, out of a graveyard, and he wants to know what Jesus is doing there and why Jesus has come to torment him. Now, that's unusual for us because we expect that when Jesus shows up, that people will be happy that they will want to touch the hem of Jesus' garment, that they would wait for Jesus to heal them and feed them. But in an unclean place, a place where outsiders live, a place where the vulnerable might dwell, A man who is so out of control that he hurts himself, throwing himself against rocks in the tombs and in the graveyard. He wants to know what the Son of the Most High God is doing there. You know, it strikes me that in this season, some of us may not feel worthy of the presence of God. And it also strikes me that in this season, some of us may feel like God is not to be in certain places with certain people. We like to keep our sweet baby Jesus to ourselves and tell ourselves that Jesus is an American God. And, and if we can just wait for Jesus to do the thing right here in the US of A, everything will be okay. But what we learned from the text is that Jesus is for everyone whether in or out, whether clean or poor, whether rich or old, whether mean or kind. The Son of the Most High God has come for each and every one of us, and we have to learn how to care for God's people the way God cares for people. Out of the tomb, this unclean spirit came. He embodied in this man who was just a hot mess, and no one had the strength to subdue him. He was always on the mountain and in the tombs. He was howling and bruising himself. But when he saw Jesus, he ran, bowed down, And shouted at the top of his voice, what have you to do with me? He's one of the first to realize that Jesus isn't just a regular old man. He's one of the first to tell us in scripture that Jesus is the son of the most high God. And then the translation says, I adjure you. A juror means to urge or request somebody to do something. It means to beg them in, in a serious matter to do something. Please don't torment me. But Jesus says, you must come out. The demon in you must come out of you, man, because you must be healed. You must be made whole. You must tell the story to the rest of the Gentiles that you once were outsiders and now you are insiders. You once were demon-possessed and now you are healed. You once were alone and now you're together. You once were abhorred but now you are loved and that is the work of Jesus in our world the question today is do we value the vulnerable do we cross the street when homeless people are walking the street do we make provisions for mental health care or do we say that costs too much Do we take care of our elderly, or do we cast them aside and say, you know what, get in and fit in, or, you know, you can just sit here by yourself? Are we curious about the vulnerable? Do we ask them questions? Do we care about their lives? Do we engage them in conversation and in real life? Or do we expel them to the fringes? Do we have expectations that God is at work, that God is doing what God said that God would do every day of our life? Do we have expectations that God is taking care of us and taking care of those that we consider to be outsiders and on the fringes? Do we go out of our way to be kind to those who are medically fragile, to those who are in wheelchairs, to those who are on walkers, to those who are on drugs, to those who are hungry, to those who are afraid, to those who feel like they do not belong. Jesus said to the vulnerable man who was taken over by a demon, He said, what is your name? Many times when we look at the vulnerable, we see wheelchair. Many times when we look at homelessness, we see dirt and smell. Many times when we see mental illness, all we see is that's a whole bunch of crazy that I don't want to deal with. Many times when we see children, we want to control them so that they will do things the way we want them to do them when we want them to do it. And sometimes we miss what they are teaching us. In the midst of the coronavirus, do we see those in our world? who are ill, unable to shelter in place, unable to get groceries, unable to get somewhere where they might stay well. Jesus teaches us that we're to take people out of categories. That we are to take people to not predispose our assumptions on the people. That there are to be no insiders and no outsiders. But that we are all one. We are all created by God in God's image. There aren't to be any hierarchies. There aren't to be anything that separates us. And in order to do that because our society has set things up this way in order to do that we are to get to know people to ask them their name because once a category has a name and once it has a story and once it has a a situation that you might relate to or that you might help them through all of a sudden the vulnerable is a friend and when we have a friend we treat them differently when we have friends we want to hang out with them and go out with them we want to do nice things for them and God has called us in this season even in the midst of a coronavirus to turn vulnerable into friend The story continues when the man replies that his name is Legion. Legion was the name of the Roman army segments that had 6,000 members of it. He says his name is Legion because there are so many demons inside of him that he can't even find himself. And the legion, the demons, they did everything they could to stay in place. I I don't know if you've ever experienced a demon in, in life, but they're typically disruptive. They do not like change. They do not like to be told what to do and how to do it. And they certainly do not like the name of Jesus. Demons try to keep you from getting to God. Demons try to distract you from valuing the vulnerable. Demons. Hmm. Jesus sent the legion into the pigs. We know that this is a Gentile region because pigs were present and Jews were not allowed to raise pigs. They were said to be unclean and Jesus sends the legion, the, the demons into the pigs and the pigs go off on the hillside and they drown in the sea. The people of the region react in a strange way. They appear angry because Jesus has interrupted their economic situation. And then, on top of their anger, they experience fear. What power is this? That it would drive demons into pigs and pigs into the ocean to die. So they begged Jesus to leave. And Jesus gets on the boat. And the formerly demon-possessed man said, let me go with you. And Jesus says, No. Your job is to stay here. Go to the Decapolis, the ten towns. Go to the ten towns and cities in this area and tell them what God has done for you. Demons exist in our lives because we won't call Jesus on them. Demons exist in our lives because we allow the misbehavior and chaos from them. Demons exist because we let them in. And Jesus is teaching us today that in valuing the vulnerable, in speaking with and learning through and learning about those who are vulnerable, those who might be outsiders versus the insiders, Jesus is teaching us that no matter what comes at us, that you can always cast it out. What are you talking about, preacher? The demons came at Jesus, and they had no choice but to bow down and recognize who he was. I wonder what would happen in our lives if we bowed down in the presence of God. I wonder what would happen in our lives if when people were acting crazy, we would go and say, Whoa, in the name of Jesus, flee. I wonder what would happen in our lives if we would resist the the terrible things that are happening to us and happening in us and through us by overcoming evil with good. The people in Gerasene reacted to Jesus with fear. But the people who heard about Jesus reacted in amazement. They could be amazed because they knew the story of the man. They knew that he was not always a demon. And they knew what he had been through over the last few years. They knew that anything, that nothing had worked to take care of his demons... But all of a sudden, a man showed up on a boat recognized as Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. And all of a sudden, the people were healed. I wonder what would happen in our lives if we, stand in a, if we stood in amazement of God. I wonder what would happen in our lives. Instead of worrying, we started to call on the Most High God and say, God, I know that you are in this. Jesus, have your way. Holy Spirit, heal us and heal our land. I wonder what would happen if we follow Jesus over and above any politician. I wonder what would happen in our world if we lived at a place of peace because we understood that no matter what, God is present, God is working, and God is moving our vulnerabilities into new life. I wonder what would happen if we recklessly loved God's people By forgetting all the categories, erasing the insider and outsider status, and expected God to show up to heal our land and to heal us. Fear has no place in the presence of God. It's easy to come, it, it's just fine to come to God afraid. But once met by Jesus, fear dissipates into love. How will you be the church this week? How will you love your neighbor this week? How will you value the vulnerable this week? From homes, from hospitals, from front porches and back porches, through Zoom meetings and FaceTime. How will you, how will you, how will you love the vulnerable the way that Jesus loves us? Oh, God, we thank you that you love us so much. We thank you, oh, God, that you um, are with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us, that you, oh, God, are not caught off guard, but you are ahead of us. And if we'll just follow you, oh, God, our lives will be transformed. Teach us how to value the vulnerable, oh God. Teach us how to cast out demons, oh God. Teach us and remind us that the power of life and death is indeed in our tongue. Teach us and remind us, oh God, that if we resist the evil, that we will, if we resist the devil, that it will flee. Use us as your instruments of healing. Your instruments of Mercy and your instruments of love. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.